Hi everyone, this is um, a tarot reading for February um, and it's um, basically for the U.S. I kind of thought about should I do one for the whole uh, Western civilization, but they seem to be doing okay. I wasn't so sure about the U.S. So, um, so I pulled the cards. And I asked the questions. I pulled the cards, and I thought the cards pulled were pretty interesting. So um, the two questions that I asked were, number one, what do the people of the U.S. need to see? Just that. What, what do we need to see? And the second question was, what do the people of the U.S. need to do? You know, as in some sort of action. So the card drawn for the first question was the Eight of Swords. And, um, and when I pulled this out, uh, this card fell out, the Four of Swords fell out with it. And this is the same card we got last month in January. And I'll say some things about these, but I thought that was pretty pretty neat so and then for the second card the question of what do the people of the u.s need to do i drew the six of pentacles so both of these cards have an underlying message that says we are being tested and we really have to weigh our choices very carefully so the, the Eight of Swords, what do the people of the U.S. need to see? The Eight of Swords shows a woman who is, uh, has been blindfolded. Um, her arms are bound to her side like a prisoner. And she's surrounded by swords that have been stabbed or pushed into the ground, forming a barrier around her, almost like she's in jail. There's a castle high on a mountain behind her. The sky, the whole sky is gray. The ground is wet and muddy. And there's no one else in the picture, no one that can help or offer guidance. So she's on her own. So according to some interpretations, this card, more than any other card in the deck, symbolizes the test the test, and a period of time in which we either cannot or will not see, uh, that we don't understand, and we cannot get to the consciousness, the level of consciousness that will allow us to make the necessary changes. So some tarot references see this card as a test of bonds. And, and it points to being fettered or bound or tied by our own attitudes, outdated points of view, and inappropriate responses. So uh, swords, the sword uh, suit, uh, swords are the symbol of the intellect and logic. And the figure here is surrounded by swords creating something of a prison, as mentioned. So the question that comes up is, 
what intellectual arguments and perspectives have we taken on that have only imprisoned us? There's clearly an opening in the swords for us to walk through, but we can't see it. We're blindfolded. We're blind. So because of the blindfold over our eyes, we can't see where we are and we can't see where we're going. The blindfold and the ties that bind her symbolize the beliefs or the convictions um, or the biases, you know, that kind of thing that we hold that fetter both body and mind, preventing the necessary coherence between clear thinking at the mind level and action at the body level, as well as the inability to see anybody else's point of view. We're blind or blindfolded. The fact that the swords have been pushed into the ground symbolizes that an entire array of intellectual arguments and beliefs have been used to structure the ground of our reality. However, if we were not blinded by these habitual arguments and beliefs, we would be able to take one of those swords out of the ground and use it to cut ourselves loose from that which imprisons us. The fact that the figure's arms and hands have been tightly tied behind her back indicates that there would be great difficulty moving forward. Why? Because when your hands are tied, it's difficult to stay in balance. And the threat of falling becomes a central concern. When your hands are tied, there's really nothing you can do. Forcing you, therefore, to seek other paths and outcomes. All the things that you would normally try just don't work. So like this figure, we are already walking through the mud and the sludge. And if we were to fall, things would get very messy. Very messy. The mountain in the background symbolizes difficulties and the need to face those difficulties and to work to overcome them. The castle actually symbolizes home and hearth, but also castles um, symbolize unrealistic expectations for home and hearth. The castle on the hill also symbolizes a desire to hide from day-to-day -day concerns. So the castle can become a prison where we shut ourselves off from society and hope that what's happening out there, what's happening on the ground will not affect us. And why don't we want to be affected? Because we don't want to have to feel the intensity of what's unfolding. Since feeling, feeling is the lifeblood of existence, this leaves us vulnerable to serious miscalculations and poor decisions. If you're not feeling something, how are you going to know what's the best choice? You have to feel. So the Eight of Swords is known as the Lord of Interference and Short Force. Interference and Short Force. It demands Worldly involvement, taking action, and putting things in order. Because you said so. Because we said so. 
It calls for fluid logic, adaptive strategies, and flexible decision-making. This is the card of the critical moment. And it warns us not to get caught up in quibbling over things that do not support interference and short force. And short force can be interpreted as um, incisive actions. Um, you know, very targeted shot or actor. I hate to use military language. Um, versus scattershot, you know, buckshot kind of thing. So uh, the number eight, this is the eight of swords. And so the eight also lends its effects. And the eight is associated with politics and political systems of government. It is the most political number in the set of numbers. It's also the card of starting over, starting over, starting over. Things fall apart. Put it back together the way you want, some new way. Keep going until it falls apart and then start over. And it's especially relevant to lessons about taking responsibility, mastery, and material success. So the card that fell out of the deck when I drew the Eight of Swords was the same card that showed up last month, the Four of Swords. The Four of Swords shows a man lying flat on a casket with his hands folded. And this is a very complex card. Very complex. One of the more complex in the deck. And it indicates paralysis martyrdom, self-deception, and the need to awaken to the real world, letting go of dreams and fantasies. What's real? You know, not only dreams and fantasies, but biases and prejudices and all that. So this card calls for deep meditation in order to put the pieces of the puzzle together to get the big picture. This is a card that says, action is coming, but not yet. You need to really withdraw into yourself and, and figure out, you know, get deep with yourself. Figure out what are all the pieces and then put them together the way that you want. Um, it says, basically, get ready to take action within the next few months. And when the Four of Swords fell out on top of the Eight of Swords, I had this immediate impression that the cards were saying that we're not quite done with this deep reflection and meditation that we were supposed to be doing in January. And we're not quite done, and maybe that's why we can't see. So, as a card for the day, the Eight of Swords warns that in our present situation, neither what seems to be, nor habitual behaviors, nor an instinctive will are going to get us any further. Unsuitable convictions are chains. Appropriate convictions can liberate and strengthen. The bottom line is that we need to use clear perception, intellectual assessment, and logic 
to stop taking sides against our fellows and friends who really want the same things we want and rise to the challenge of freeing ourselves. To do anything else would be to fail the test. So that's the eight of swords. Um, the second question, what do the people of the United States need to do? I was thinking action here. Um, got this card, the six of pentacles. So this card shows a very wealthy gentleman holding a pair of scales in one hand while he drops a few small coins in the hands of one of the beggars kneeling in front of him. There's a city far in the background, and uh, the sky is gray, and there are six pentacles hanging high up in the sky. So this is an unusual card in the tarot deck because it is designed to immediately get the seeker to identify with either the wealthy man or the beggar. So um, that as soon as you, uh, you know, as soon as you identify with one or the other, that reveals the starting point from which you would be operating and from which all further action will flow. So let's say a few things about these symbols, okay? The wealthy man symbolizes all of our strengths all of our experiences and our talents. The beggars symbolize our weaknesses, our fears, and biases. They indicate that some parts of our lives are no longer working. The two beggars indicate some parts of our lives are no longer working. And we must recognize this and be careful about where we put our support. So there are two other ways to look at this card. We can look at it from the point of view that says the power of the financial system or the government or the medical system or the education system, um, that system out there is being represented by the wealthy man who doles out a few coins to one person. One person leaving the rest of the people to manage as best they can. Or we can look at it from the point of view that says the greater population is represented by the wealthy man because they are the ones who really have the power, the talent, and the skills to actually produce goods and services. They know what they need, what they want, they know who they will support, and they know how much power they will allow the financial, governmental, medical, and education systems to have. So although pentacles symbolize finance, health, material organization, and well-being, the message of this card runs very deep, and it has to do with uh, the give and take within a society, the give and take that you need in order to deal successfully with the true needs of the people. 
So if we go back to our question, what do the people of the U.S. need to do? This card says, focus on using our talents, our experience, and our strengths to make sure everyone is taken care of. Give and take is not about settling for a few patronizing crumbs from the wealthy elites. It's about getting everyone to use whatever talents and experience they have to help create a classic win-win situation for all. And, you know, as I was looking at this card, I was thinking, are we stuck in a place of frozen inaction, unable to act on our own behalf because we're unconsciously afraid that if we make some moves, we'll create chaos for others? And is the real truth that we really care enough about one another to want to avoid that scenario? What this card is saying is get ourselves together. Figure out a plan that will at least attempt to take care of all and then work the plan, weighing and balancing as we go. If you look at the card, you see one of the beggars getting a few coins and the other one getting nothing. The scales off to the side here indicate the need to weigh carefully what we want and who we support and where we're going to put our time, money, and attention. So to put support in the wrong direction creates imbalance. Part of the message of the Six of Pentacles is don't waste your time and money trying to patch up deficiencies. Instead, it asks us to overhaul the system by awakening everyone, coaxing everybody to contribute their talents, and creating a system that continuously addresses necessities. Transforming the entire system in ways that satisfy the needs of everyone. The pentacles hanging high up in the sky symbolize the failure of true prosperity to reach everyone below. They remind us that when everyone has been encouraged and invited to contribute their talents, there will be a natural give and take in which everyone's needs are filled and all are satisfied. So the city in the background asks us to detach ourselves from the hustle and bustle of daily life long enough to come to terms with the question, how do we take care of everyone given the current situation in our lives? Tough question. And the gray skies back that up a bit. Gray skies can mean depression, can also mean get detached enough to see clearly. Be neutral. So... Um, the Six of Pentacles uh, actually represents the Lord of Success. Woohoo! <laughs> and it has a wonderful message of material success, um, but the success is transient. Why? Because life changes, and we must change with it. In addition, the warning of this card 
is to watch out for gifts with hidden strings attached. So success, but it's transient. Watch out for gifts with hidden strings. Uh, this is the six of pentacles. And so the six also contributes some of its energy. And um, the six is the number of partnerships, of the marriage of opposites, and strength when united with others, especially others of like mind. Uh, the six has a tendency to get people to focus on the past, but the advice there is to bring from the past only those things that worked well for everybody. The best of the old, best of the old and the best of the new is one of the things the rogues said. The six adds beauty and harmony and balance to the journey. I love those things. While promoting cooperation, generosity, and responsibility. The six encourages the slow but steady accumulation of skills and craftsmanship. In other words, don't get old. Keep learning. And it pushes us to acknowledge and listen to the God within. The six just keeps going deeper for the whole life. Deeper, deeper into spirituality. As a card for the day, the Six of Pentacles tells us that there is a new agenda afoot. A new way of looking at the world and new pathways for satisfying our needs. And I hope to God that's our agenda and not somebody else's. This card tells us to concentrate on creating a win-win situation by overhauling our ideas, redirecting our support, and being clear about the difference between working to create something new and fresh versus working to fix or patch something that is no longer viable. Overall, this card is a predictor. <laughs> and what it predicts is this, this welling up, this deep desire for something tangible, some tangible productive results in the endeavors at hand over the next month. So let that longing or that welling up of whatever that desire is, let that come up so you can be aware and look at that. So I hope that as this month unfolds, we will see some tangible, productive relief from the insanity of the past two years. So thank you for listening and happy Valentine's Day. A little bit early, but enjoy the day. <laughs>